and this is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 88, where today we take a look at the mysterious, strange, looking and sounding aardvark. And hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Visit the Zoo. This is episode number 88 and I want to welcome you. My name is Frederick Fishman and I am an author of many books about animals. The 12 book 120 animal series of Kindle books, print books, audiobooks on audible.com and a DVD on Amazon. And I want to thank you very much for joining me for this episode of Visit the Zoo couple of websites that I'm going to tell you about. First of all, we have started a brand new company to help combat plastic pollution and getting people to stop using plastic bags and start using reusable bags. And that company is called grocery-bags.com. That's grocery-bags.com. And we have an apparel and a gear company at zooswear.com, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. And don't forget, if you want to help support everything we do here on Visit the Zoo, on this podcast, please go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash visit the zoo. Okay, let's get started. Today we're going to talk in our new segment all about plastics and what the plastic pollution is doing to the animals, killing millions of animals on land, in the sea, and also on air. And the first thing I want to talk about is a, is a news article that came out on August the 12th, and this is from the independent newspaper in the UK. And the title of the story is, Germany is set to ban plastic bags. And Germany is planning to enforce a ban on plastic shopping bags, according to the country's environment minister. On Sunday, Svenze Schulze announced that the country will impose the ban after voluntary agreements with retailers to curb usage have been sufficient but not yet yielded good enough results. An agreement reached with German businesses in 2016 has already begun in the successful reduction of the plastics in the bag consumption area, with many consumers now paying for plastic bags. According to the German Federal Ministry for the Environment, there's been a 64% decline in plastic bag usage since 2015. My ministry will get a plastic bag ban on its way, Schultze said in the National Sunday newspaper in Berlin called the Bild am Sonntag. An eco-friendly alternative to an ordinary plastic bag is the lightweight shopping bag, reusable shopping bag. It comes with a practical pillowcase pocket and features a black and white ink splatter design. It's convenient and durable and has a matte black spring clip attached to it where you need it. And the design, like I said, is a black and white ink splatter design. And it costs in the UK five pounds or US six oh eight. Well I've got an alternative for that. It's even cheaper. That's five ninety nine. It's made out of a durable synthetic material that'll hold up to fifty pounds. And we have over five hundred plus designs, photos, art, illustrations at five ninety nine, which is cheaper than the uh, UK bag. And you can check that out again at grocery dash or hyphen grocery hyphen bags. 
www.thepowerofthenameofjesus.com and you can have those delivered to your front door. Schultz did not give a timetable for the plan, but added to her aim was that we get out the throwaway society that overall we use less plastic. The move forms part of a wider strategy by the European Parliament to tackle the use of plastics in an effort to improve pollution. Less ocean plastic would make the British people happier, says the poem. Disposable plastic bag usage in England's main supermarkets has fallen more than 90% since the introduction of the five pence charge in 2015. The Environment Secretary, Michael Gove, confirmed that the ban, after a consultation, revealed overwhelming public support for the move. Urgent and decisive action is needed to tackle plastic pollutions. These items are often used for just a few minutes, but take hundreds of years to break down, he said. And as an aside, just for more precise information about this, the average, a study's been made, and the average usage of a disposable or one-use, single-use plastic bag is 12 minutes. But that same bag takes over 500 years to decompose, to disappear. Michael Gove, the Environment Secretary, went on to say, So today I am taking action to turn the tide on plastic pollution and ensure we leave our environment in a better state for future generations. And we have noticed, uh, just in the media, a lot more attention being paid to this. Two weeks ago, one of the segments on 60 Minutes was on this very problem. And then, not too long after that, CNN did a, a small piece and it was reported by Arwa Damon, and this is dated August the 20th. And let me just read the introduction, and then I'll play you the actual piece. Within the Atlantic Ocean is the world's only sea without shores, its borders defined by currents of the North American gyre. The Sargasso Sea takes its name for, for sargassum, a free-floating golden-brown seaweed that is the haven for hatchling sea turtles and hundreds of other marine species who use it to feed, grow, and hide from predators. But the sargassum is now home to objects wholly unnatural, too. In a special report, CNN investigates a plastic death trap found floating in the middle of the ocean, roughly 140 miles off the coast of Bermuda. Our Arwa Damon takes a closer look at how the everyday items that we use are helping to form a massive island made up of algae and microplastics, and not only damaging the ecosystem, but the aquatic life caught within it. It is humbling to be out in the deep blue hundreds of miles from land. We're in the Sargasso Sea, named after Sargassum, a free-floating seaweed dubbed the Atlantic Golden Rainforest. Under the cloud-like mats, there is an unexpected array of biodiversity. But along with our awe is also the shocking realization of what we are doing to it. There are also tinier pieces, hard to see, but everywhere. Each time we got into the water, we found countless plastic pieces, all different shapes and sizes. Most plastic is not dumped directly into the ocean. Much of what you see has been discarded on land, 
traveling thousands of miles and breaking up along the way. The Sargasso Sea in the North Atlantic is the world's only body of water without shores. It's defined by the currents of the North Atlantic Gyre, currents that also carry with them our plastic filth, making it one of the five ocean garbage patches. Alexandra Gulick and Noreen Constant are marine biologists. Oh, these are bite Really? They're the The sargassum provides a habitat for baby turtles and fish, shrimp, plus hundreds of other marine organisms. In the oceans, degrading plastic becomes even more poisonous as it binds with other man-made chemical pollutants. All that toxicity ends up in the digestive systems of marine life and travels up the food chain all the way to our dinner plates. On board the Esperanza, a manta trawl collects water samples. Part of a Greenpeace study into microplastics in this remote body of water and its broader campaign for a global oceans treaty. You can see quite a bit of plastic already just when it's in here. Has this been fairly common in most of the samples that have been coming up? Yeah, in most of the samples that we have been sampling, while there was sargasso on the sample, we have seen a lot of plastics because I think because they get entangled in the sargasso. The initial results of this study are alarming. In its samples, Greenpeace found similar or greater concentrations of microplastic to what they found in the notorious Great Pacific Garbage Patch last year. We need to change our consumption, our patterns, the way we rule the planet, the way we, we do uh, things. You have a son. Yes. When you see the way things are now, are you worried about his future? Yeah, I am. A lot. Because I think what uh, with this and with climate change, with what are we leaving them? It's insane. Being out this far from land, you can't help but be struck by how interconnected our world is and how destructive we are being to marine ecosystems, and with that, also to ourselves. Arwa Damon, CNN, and the Sargasso Sea. And on today's animal description, we take a look at a very strange animal indeed. This thing is called an aardvark. I mean, that's a great name, isn't it, for an animal? An aardvark. It makes strange noises. It looks strange. It's very solitary, very quiet. And it does make a fluttering sound, though, and it softly grunts when eating, a little bit louder when it enters its underground burrow. So I tell you what, let's, before I describe this animal, let's hear what it sounds like. This strange-looking nocturnal animal, it's a mammal, actually, is native to Africa, to the, uh, actually the lower two-thirds of that continent. It has a long, tapered snout, 
and it has short legs. The back legs are a bit longer and a long tapered tail. It's kind of round and chubby, and it almost looks like a smaller version of an anteater. It lives, like I said, in the lower two-thirds of the African continent and feeds mostly at night on ants and termites, and it lives in ground burrows and uses its powerful legs and claws to dig out those ants and termites. It's not a small animal. It weighs about 130 to 180 pounds, and it's about three and a half to four and a quarter feet long, but some can reach up to seven feet long. Its color is pale yellow and a grayish color, and its fur is stained reddish-brown from the soil. It has a thin coat, but a tough skin. It does well in captivity, and its numbers are plentiful in Africa. They're just rarely seen because they come out at night, and they're solitary. Their head is elongated with an extended pig-like snout. They have a keen sense of smell to detect those ants and termites and a 12-inch tongue to snatch them up. They live in the savannas and grasslands and woodlands and the bushlands of Africa. They can live up to 23 years in captivity, shorter, though, if hunted, of course, by lions, leopards, cheetahs, hyenas, and even pythons. They forage at night, and they're solitary creatures roaming the dark plains of Africa. Are you ready for me to bring the pain? This is animal jokes time. And here they come. I thought I would read a few more and see if I can uh, get your attention with these. All right, here we go. What is gray and has four legs and a trunk? A mouse on vacation. How does a mouse feel after a bath? Squeaky clean. What is a rabbit's favorite kind of music? Hip hop. What is a llama's? Favorite drink? Lemonade. Oh, boy. I really apologize. Why do ducks have flat feet from stamping out forest fires? Why do elephants have flat feet from stamping out flaming ducks? What do you say to a hitchhiking frog? Hop in. What do you get from an angry shark as far away as possible? How do you get an elephant into a refrigerator? Just open the door and stick him in. How do you put a giraffe into a refrigerator? First, you have to take the elephant out. Then you can put the giraffe in. If all the animals had a meeting, which one would be missing? The giraffe, because it's still in the fridge. What is a crocodile's favorite drink? Gatorade. Which side of a cheetah has the most spots? The outside. What did the buffalo say to the little boy when he left for work? Bye, son. Where does a dog park his car? In a barking lot or a garage? And finally, what do you call a chicken that crosses the road without looking both ways? Dead. And that is a wrap for episode number 88 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. I want to thank you very much for joining me and hope you will join me again next week. Again, a heads up for our two websites for our new grocery bag website at grocery-bags.com. 
And you can check out some apparel and gear at our zooswear.com website. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. And if you do want to help us out, please go to patreon.com slash visit the zoo. We would appreciate any financial support of this podcast to keep it going. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo. Please join me again next week. And thank you again. Bye-bye.